audio newspaper full of very unserious, partially real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good afternoon. I'm your co-host, Florence Stromsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Fun fact about me, I used to want to be a ballerina when I was little. Now I'm an adult and can't touch my toes during yoga. Reality is cruel. Well, at least you try. My favorite part of yoga was the last 15 minutes where we laid under a blanket and I almost fell asleep. I've never enjoyed exercise more. During Savasana, I like to imagine myself doing intense workouts that really get my heart rate up. But while I feel like I'm getting my required amount of cardio from said mental exercises, I do not think that I'm stretching my mind as much as I should be. We'll have to work on doing some more sudokus and maybe crossword puzzles. <laughs> During Savasana, you have to do it all mentally. During Savasana, you memorize the sudoku puzzle and then you get to fill it in during Savasana. Much like prisoners in solitary confinement playing chess with themselves. Can we just talk about solitary confinement and how cruel it is? It's very cruel. It's terrible. So, I have a lot of guilty pleasures. For example, Taylor Swift music, cult facts, but most recently, I've been obsessed with alien abductions. I know, like many other people out there in the world know, that aliens are actually living among us here, and have been for quite some time. Perhaps that's why the concept of alien abduction is so fascinating. And also because it happened on your Sims games. That's accurate. That is part of the, the fascination. <laughs> oh, not so much on Sims 4, but who am I to complain? But anyways, enough of my opinions. Let's get straight into the headline. So, alien abduction stories have been pretty common um, things for the last century. But they really peaked in the year 1961, which is when Barney and Betty Hill shared their story with the world. According to the couple, their abduction occurred the evening of September 19th, um, 1961. They spotted a UFO, and like any other human being who doesn't fear death, they got out of their car to get a better look. That's when the UFO came towards them, towards them, because they got out of their car to look at it. Like, do you, do you see the problem here? And six creatures, alien creatures emerged from the UFO. Now the hills sped away in their car, but while they were driving, they felt their car start to shake and they felt themselves growing sleepy. But they made it home nonetheless. Or did they? Dun, dun, dun. They arrived at their home two hours later than they expected and then were plagued by disturbing dreams that were severe enough for them to seek uh, medical help. In 1964, they were both put under hypnosis and recounted stories of the UFO, the aliens, their abduction, and then medical examinations that took place while they were abducted. Wow. Some listeners might be wondering if they too have been abducted by aliens, and let me just reassure you by saying that that is a real fear, and you should get that checked out immediately. <laughs> you have moments where you're like, hmm, this could have been a time where I blacked out for three to four days, have no memory of anything, and also have an extra limb growing out of my back. Could be abducted by aliens. You might have been abducted by aliens. If you don't remember taking recreational drugs and still get trippy dreams and hallucinations, you might have been abducted by aliens. Yeah. Diane, maybe you should be a little more concerned, am I right? 
If you had a baby and it turned out to be a blue person, you might have been abducted by aliens. Common fears we all hold. Since the Hill's memories of their alleged abduction are a little fuzzy, here are some of the things that I believe may have happened to them while in the aliens' cold intergalactic hands. So number one, the aliens swept them away to a far and distant planet. But it turns out they weren't abductors at all, but recruiters for the galaxy's largest singing competition. Both the Hills participated and were wildly successful, but unfortunately did not win the competition, which is why they were sent home to Earth which I now realize sounds vaguely like the Jimmy Neutron movie where they were taken for a Survivor Lake show, but that's fine. I was honestly just going to say, have you seen the Jimmy Neutron movie? Another topic that I'm very fired up about is why wasn't there more Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> that was a great show. It was. I feel like if I'd watch it now as an adult, it'd probably be pretty weird, but... Yeah, I think that's what got me here. To who I am. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy, I would like to thank Jimmy Neutron for getting Boy me genius. where I am today. Boy genius. Okay, number two. The aliens needed some slightly taller humanoid creatures to help them complete DIY projects around the house. They used the hills to reach the high corners of their homes. But then, the pair was hanging up a large, heavy picture, and it fell and landed on their heads. They were both rendered unconscious, so the aliens returned them to seek human medical treatment. Because maybe aliens are super considerate. We don't know anything about them. And they probably don't know anything about medical treatment for humans. So that's actually very kind that they would bring them back to their home planet in mm -hmm. the first place. Yeah, pretty friendly. Or, the Hills themselves were actually aliens the whole time. It was their job to scout out Earth's inhabitants for potential abductees. While trying to abduct some humans, their true identities were revealed. They had to pretend they were actually humans who were abducted in order to explain their strange behavior and possibly green limbs. But of course that's all just speculation. So this is one of the most famous accounts of alien abduction to date, but it's not the only one. Another super interesting one um, includes an incident in 1954 in Venezuela where two hunters ran into four hairy creatures that came out of a UFO and tried to drag one of the hunters into their spacecraft. Fortunately, the other hunter freed his companion by hitting one of the alien hairballs on the head with his gun. So do you fear that you will be swept away by our intergalactic enemies? Yes. Have no fear, Diane. Thank you. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> there is alien abduction insurance that pays out if you are the victim of an alien abduction. So I do have a lot of questions, and I'm hoping you address them. So I will let you continue to speak, though I will ask my questions at the end of class. Okay, <laughs> I'll do my best. So what you're probably thinking, probably the first question you have in your mind is what is this nonsense? Yes. The policy was first offered by the St. Lawrence Agency in Florida. I do not believe they still offer this or exist anymore because I googled them and found no results, like no proof that this ever even was a thing. This makes a lot of sense that it would be in Florida first though because if anyone was going to be abducted it would be from Florida. <laughs> right near the equator. That's not a good reason. <laughs> Because Florida is a strange place where things strangely happen. Mm -hmm. It's probably the weird shape of it. And I think if I were an alien, that's where I would head to, is Florida. Because they also have crocodiles there. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Like, an interesting place to be. Hi, Florida. <laughs> Illy. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, apparently this company, it has insured at least two claims, which means that two people most likely in Florida have probably been abducted by aliens. So they paid out on two claims that the people were able to improve, like prove their abduction. I really, got money for it. I really, really, really want to know like what kind of evidence you need to say you were abducted by aliens. This and how much does insurance cost you? Oh, well. Because regular, like, if I have to pay like $800 a year for my car insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would feel comfortable paying $8, $800 a year for alien abduction insurance unless I knew that I could make a fraudulent case and get paid out for being abducted by aliens. And how loose is the term alien? You know, could I just be abducted from, you know, by someone else and just claim that they were not like this person was an alien to my property and they abducted me therefore i was the subject of an alien abduction you're really going down a rabbit hole here i need answers okay so i kind of have a good anecdote that i think will kind of help answer some of those questions obviously this example isn't true for all alien insurance it's because it's an anecdote yep exactly i would like to speak to my lawyer and I would also like to get a lawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The most popular alien abduction insurance company is Lloyd's, which is based out of London. They have sold more than 40,000 alien insurance policies to customers around the world. This is like the ultimate like grift for an insurance company to pull. Like just so fear that people are going to be abducted by aliens and then sell them these policies yeah. and then you never have to pay out on them because if you're abducted by aliens you either a aren't going to be able to talk about the experience mm -hmm. b you're going to love the aliens and you're not going to come back mm -hmm. or c you'll be vaporized <laughs> it can only go three ways or pulled into a void somewhere end exactly. up in our living room <laughs> okay but with this insurance company they do have like requirements in order to file a claim Policyholders must pass a lie detector test and provide video footage or a third-party witness, which just adds to the bizarreness that they have sold these policies. Because if you have video footage of an alien abduction, like, I, I would have that. You think you would have more than just dealing with getting paid out on your insurance? Like you would be taken by the government and probably silenced, <laughs> probably questioned. Probably, like, sequestered into Area 51. Mm -hmm. One would think. You know, tests would be run upon you. Anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the plot thickens. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not sure how. I'm swimming in molasses right now. I don't know how it can it's get crazy. thicker than this. It was funny in the article. It was um, a quote from some insurance philosopher. I don't know. He wasn't a philosopher. He knows An a lot. insurance philosopher? <laughs> he knows a lot about insurance. And he's like, only the weak-minded buy these policies. But then the article was like, okay, he said that. But then there was like a Harvard um, professor who had bought the alien insurance. And then some sort of, I can't remember. I think it was a celebrity has also gotten the alien insurance policy. Okay, but celebrities, a lot of celebrities are, are crazy. into Scientology. So I don't know if I would that would be my metric for how intelligent you are for getting alien abduction insurance. Not that you're unintelligent, but I just... There's some gullibility there. I just think it'd be really easy to run a fraudulent claim. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway. So there was a religious group religious group called Heaven's Gate, and you might have heard of them. They were um, a big cult that was based out of California. 
that was insured by a different London insurance provider for alien abduction policies, so not by Lloyd's. So we need to back up. There were two insurance companies that provided alien abduction insurance based out of London. Yes, that is accurate. Probably more than that, I don't know. So for $155 a year, which is upsettingly less than my renter's insurance. Much less than my car insurance. <laughs> for a $160,000 payout if someone was abducted. So the policy included double payment, so they get twice as much, if the individual was impregnated as a result of an abduction. Men and women were both covered by this policy because their argument was who knows what aliens are capable of. And in The Sims, the men did get pregnant That's too. That's accurate, yeah. Or the people without uteruses got pregnant too. <laughs> their policy was withdrawn after the cult members took their lives in an attempt to join an alien spaceship they believed to be passing overhead on the tail of a comet. So they, they committed mass suicide. Okay, but how would that get them onto the alien spaceship? Oh, it was so bizarre. We have to talk about this in a later episode because I was getting deep in there. So they believed that they were trapped in their bodies and that if oh, they killed themselves, okay. they would be released up into the galaxy and they'd be able to hop on this ship. So it was some like 39 people committed a mass suicide. Oh my god. Or took their own lives by suicide. Um... And they, it, they're called, the leader was just like this insane guy who just fed them these crazy lies. And they all um, dressed the same, like men and women dressed the same, had the same haircut. They all wore complete black and Nike sneakers. I think it was Nike or Adidas sneakers. And they went, rented out a big mansion and they all committed suicide. And That's awful. It, it's crazy. That is really awful. It's crazy. I mean, even if it worked, that is really awful. Yeah. Which I mean, we would never know if it worked or exactly. not. I, I mean, that's true. But I feel like the, the risks far outweigh the benefits. Yeah. It's insane. But that can be for a different episode because there's way too much to go into for one episode. I with think that. we can start an entire podcast about this. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. Welcome to our alien abduction <laughs> cast. <laughs> be my dream. Okay, so is alien abduction insurance necessary? Probably not. It's much more efficient to live in an underground bunker where no alien can abduct you. Yet. Yet. <laughs> okay, so today's headline makes it pretty obvious that our planet is frequented by numerous alien life forms, pretty much weekly, if not daily. Whether their intentions are benevolent or malicious, that's up to the aliens to decide. What's important is how we treat our intergalactic visitors. And we should treat them the same way we treat any guest in our home, with hospitality and fear. That's why some leading astronomers decided that the best way to divert the attention of the aliens who pass by Earth is by creating way stations for them on the moon. That way, if they need to stop to fill up with fuel, they can swing by good old moon and fill and top off their tank with jet fuel instead of human blood, which everyone knows is cheaper but a less eco-friendly version of jet fuel. The way stations actually kind of became a moon hotspot for our out-of-town guests. And so, in a turn of events, the moon is actually drawing in more alien visitors than ever before. So currently, there are five alien waysides and gas stations on the moon located sporadically across its surface. One of these gas stations include a cheeky little diner that sells some of, the, some of Earth's top foods. Again, another way to spook alien invaders away from our beautiful blue planet. All the food is intentionally made to be incredibly disgusting so that they are repulsed by the sight and smell of the food 
and therefore never attempt to invade Earth as a result of eating something too delicious. Now, you're probably wondering how these rest stops on the moon are affecting planet Earth. After all, the moon is our closest celestial neighbor and does have a deep impact on our moods and oceans. Here are some changes that you can expect now that the moon hotspots are gaining in popularity and the traffic to the moon is increasing. The first thing you'll notice is a strong, tingly feeling on the roof of your mouth. As you may or may not know, the moon is actually a giant magnet that keeps the Earth suspended in space. With all the traffic on the moon, it might adjust slightly under all the weight of the alien visitors, which will cause a strange sensation on the roof of your mouth. Not to fret. This isn't any strange alien mind control technology. Yet. Yet. <laughs> this is the moon's magnetic pull doing its thing and is completely normal. So another result of all this moon traffic is that the moon will be brighter and you will see light coming from it even during the new moon when you are not supposed to be seeing light come from it. The lights from ships and other roadside attractions will project toward Earth. They are also currently building an attraction called Literally a Giant Light that covers 1 16th of the moon's surface that is locked with Earth and it will be on 24-7 but will change colors according to the migration of the Canadian geese. It should actually be pretty cool and you will be required to pay a monthly fee for the ability to view it. Worth every penny though. That's, an, that's a phenomena right there. Phenomenon. It's very cool. Very cool. Okay, number three. A new continent may appear somewhere in the Indian Ocean. As earlier mentioned, the moon has an impact on our Earth's oceans. This is because the moon and the oceans are secretly BFFs, so whatever the moon is doing, the ocean wants to do too. The oceans will see the moon having an amazing time with all the fun new alien visitors and decide that it wants to create another space for people to party on. The Indian Ocean will raise a new continent to the surface, pretty much welcoming humans to come and inhabit it. Then the ocean will laugh loudly and say things like, take that moon, and make obnoxious hand movements in the moon's direction. Feel free to move to the new continent. It's completely safe, and the land will be incredibly affordable. Lastly, you will notice an increase in the amount of dreams you vividly remember. An alien research group on the moon that was funded by a Kickstarter campaign is working on dream retention and how it impacts the fall harvest. They will be sending concentrated beams of dreams into your homes. You may choose to participate in the research by writing down your dreams in a journal and shipping them to the moon. You may not choose whether or not you receive the dreams. That is unavoidable. Now that you know the effects that the moon way stations can have on you as a human, you can help counteract them or perhaps embrace them. If you're looking to get more moon-related events or want a really exotic summer job, just remember, it's better to live with these consequences instead of face the very real possibility of getting invaded by aliens. This is a war we will surely lose. And if you want to donate to the cause of building these moon rest stops, simply fold the paper money you would like to donate into an origami star, leave it underneath an overturned coffee mug on your counter, somewhere warm and dry, a mysterious force will come and take the money, and sometimes the mug, and you know it'll be going to a good and important cause. I was researching plane tickets to the great beyond, California, and came across an advertisement for a miracle wrinkle cure, and of course I clicked on it because everyone knows that wrinkle cure advertisements are always secret online portals to psychics. While chatting with the psychic, they went into a trance-like state and said the following, Dear Florence and Diane, 
My partner is a vampire and is permanently immortalized as a 32-year-old human while actually being 349. I, however, have failed to contract vampirism despite my best efforts. Apparently, I am immune. It's bittersweet in a way because we appreciate our time together because we know someday it would end. Anyway, the problem is that as a non-immortal human being, I am 55. People are starting to give us funny looks when we are out in public together, and it's not just because of excessive PDA and the abundance of nearly raw meat my partner eats. I don't care so much what they think, but my aging face is a reminder of my impending death, and I would like to reduce that suffering. I'm trying to find ways to look younger naturally and would appreciate the help. Sincerely, Transfixed in Transylvania. Well, Transfixed in Transylvania, we want you to know that you are perfect the way you are, and that it doesn't matter what the casual bystander thinks because only you know the depth of your love. Though I do understand existential dread. We reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. The first step to looking younger naturally is to invest in natural products. Most of these products you should be able to buy at your local supermarket, farmer's market, antiques roadshow, or storage unit auction. These products are good for your skin because they contain little to no harsh chemicals or dyes. And sometimes the disgruntled spirit of an old friend. So every day, in the morning and night, you will need to cleanse your face. Nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> I've tried it before. It's a trap invented by skin companies. Clearly, you are not using the right products. What I recommend is that you mix honey, yogurt, ground oats, and oil under the absence of light of the new moon to make a cleanser. Can I use motor oil? Yes. Okay, perfect. Experiment with the quantities to get the right consistency that works best for you and your skin type. Once you find the right ratio, make batches and oil drums. Which I have from all the oil I just bought for this. And it, it makes it a lot more efficient. You can mix them in the oil drums to get the most bang for your buck. Buying in bulk is a great way to reduce waste and to stretch your dollar. If you can't get your hands on any honey, yogurt, ground oats, or oil, never fear. There are plenty of substitutions you can make. Use balled up spider webs instead of honey. Honey comes from bees, webs come from spiders. You should be able to find spider webs in your attic, basement, or cellar. Make a pact with the spiders that they will spin extra webs for you in exchange for sanctuary in your home and a monthly subscription to People Magazine. I get that. A great substitute for yogurt is three-year expired milk. Everyone has an old milk jug that has gotten shoved to the back of the fridge and curdled beyond recognition. You've been meaning to take care of it, but you've been busy. Here's your chance. The scents from the expired milk give the added bonus of clearing out any sinus congestion you may have been experiencing. Do you have any recommendations for our lactose intolerant friends out there that probably don't have milk or don't want to... Yeah. Have it on their face. <laughs> it doesn't have to be cow's milk. Oh. It could be flax milk, mm -hmm. almond milk, cashew milk, anything like that. Anything that says milk. Anything that you can milk. <laughs> Probably not soy milk. White paint. <laughs> White paint will work mm -hmm. as long as it's curdled and expired by three years. Okay, perfect. Good to know. Ground oats can be hard to find. And when you do find them, they are exorbitantly expensive. It's even more difficult to find a grind that doesn't completely remove your skin. Try ground beef instead. You can get finely ground beef, 
or coarse ground beef to take into account your skin sensitivity. An added bonus is that your vampire partner is going to love the way you smell after you peel the uncooked meat from your now radiant face. Basically, you can substitute anything grindable for oats. Ground pepper, ground coffee, and even ground bed sheets. Purchasing an industrial grade meat grinder will have you well on your way to taking decades off your appearance. And if you have a KitchenAid, for some reason, because you won the lottery and you can afford one of those, there's an attachment so you can just add on to what you have. And help mix those good ingredients together. And any liquid, really, can be substituted for oil, and oil is in so many things already. Try using the tears of people you've wronged, as they will help you achieve that youthful glow. You can also use melted butter, exterior paint, mm. or the morning dew. I don't recommend substituting paint for more than one ingredient, though, mm -hmm. because if you just if you substitute paint four times, you're just going to end up with paint. Another thing you need to do on a regular basis, probably not daily, is to exfoliate. Like your cleanser, you will need to determine the right ingredients and the correct amount of ingredients that work for your routine. We suggest using sugar, salt, honey, and coffee grounds as a natural exfoliant. Again, if you can't find those ingredients, there are substitutions that will work. Like sand. Exactly. Exfoliation is basically removing dead skin cells. Have you seen cats rubbing their faces and bodies on things like scratching posts? That is how they exfoliate because they can't afford the other ingredients. And also why cats are immortal. That's why they always look so young. Take a leaf out of the cat's book and rub your face on rough surfaces such as furniture or your partner's untrimmed leg hair. You can also try using a belt sander, though we do not recommend that because you may just remove your face entirely. While no one will be able to tell your age, I find faces useful and you should try to keep yours intact as much as possible. So next you'll want to make sure that you soak the skin on your face. There's nothing that's relaxing in quite the same way as a bath. Boost the benefits of your bath by adding sage, rosemary, peppermint, and chamomile, and green teas. The combination of these ingredients will evict the toxins from your body like the meanest landlord and send you into nirvana or a state of bliss. If you don't have a bathtub, there are, of course, other ways to get rid of the toxins. You could try doing a mud wrap. Wrap yourself in mud, then wrap the mud in aluminum foil. Bake in the heat of the sun until you appreciate what it means to be a baked potato. Remove the wrap and lather yourself in butter. Or, if you don't want to do that, don't bathe. I know this seems counterintuitive, but hear me out. Don't bathe for a month. Allow your body's natural oils to revitalize your skin. Roll in baking grease at every opportunity that you get. Wrap yourself in silk. At the end of the month, wade dramatically into a river while your partner dances to Cotton Eye Joe on the riverbank. Embrace the fish as they swim around you and enjoy your fresh skin. An important part of every routine is replenishing the moisture that is lost through the day and through washing. You will need to moisturize your face regularly. You can use coconut oil or a mixture of shea butter, beeswax, and vitamin E oil for this. Want to know why everyone doesn't have beautiful, radiant skin? They aren't strong enough to go through the moisturization stage to break into the real realm of moisture. 
Anyone can mix the ingredients, but it takes guts to apply them properly. You will need to break into an Egyptian tomb. Many drop out here because it is incredibly disrespectful to defile a grave, especially ones with historical significance. But you need to mix the ingredients in a bowl used by a pharaoh in order for this to work. The next step is to kill. Kill every negative thought you have in your head. That was very misleading. <laughs> you need to purge any self-doubt and have a clear headspace before attempting this alchemy. Are you ready? Are you confident? Good. Next, strain the ingredients through a strainer that has been used for pasta exactly 100 times. The starches will have coated the strainer and will activate the vitamin E oil. Stir the mixture with your right heel while whispering the lyrics to Lady Gaga's Born This Way. After the lotion has been allowed to set for 72 hours, you may apply it to your face using a spatula. Can you eat any of these homemade remedies? For the love of God, I hope you don't. <laughs> but I want to exfoliate my insides. <laughs> feel free to do whatever feels right for you. Okay. Cleansing, exfoliating, bathing, and moisturizing will have no effect if you don't complete the final phase. Some, the strong, the wise, and the brave have gotten through the moisturization stage only to fail in the final phase. I sympathize with you because this isn't something I would wish upon my worst enemy. It's time to adopt a healthy diet and lifestyle. Start with water. You need to consume a lot of water to keep your skin healthy. Humans are made up of about 70% water. Jellyfish are 95% water. Milk is 85 to 95% water. You either need to drink water or get water from other sources. Drink 48 to 64 ounces of water a day. Alternatively, you could drink 56 to 76 ounces of milk or consume two to three jellyfish. You can make your water better by turning it into tea or adding citrus slices to it for flavor. Try to set up a schedule for drinking water. Set traps and obstacles for yourself that you can only pass if you drink a glass of water. You will really have to trick your way into being successful at this one. Eat foods high in vitamins. Granted, I'm saying this to you after devouring two peanut butter cookies a mere hour ago, not to mention all the Valentine's Day candy I wolfed down. So I'm clearly not an expert. Just like eat some berries or fruit or something and you'll be fine, probably. At least you won't get scurvy. Fruit snacks don't count, and juice really doesn't count either. Unlike your vampire partner who exists on a liquid diet, blood, you need salad food to survive. Salad food that's not garbage. <laughs> Boy howdy, as if all this wasn't enough, now you need to exercise too. <laughs> this is my hell. <laughs> you should aim for working out three to four times a week. Even younger looking skin might not be enough of a motivator for you. My favorite motivator is pretending I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. fighting Hydra and I have to be able to chase my enemies. I wear a suit, just like they do in the TV show, and hang up pictures of Agent Coulson with motivational phrases under them. They say things like, the fate of the universe rests on your ability to run a mile, and that helps. 
See, I motivate myself to work out by pretending that that makes me free of any calories I want to eat for the rest of the day. It'll be like 11 o'clock and someone will have had brought cake into work or something like that. And I'll be like, I went to the gym last night and I take a big piece. And you can eat as much as you want. Exactly. Scientifically, you're correct. Science will back you up on this one. Thanks, science. Another impossible feat is reducing your stress. Yoga is often recommended for this, but I usually stress out about how I am doing the moves wrong. It's better to find a shrine in the mountains that is devoted to the celestial being of relaxation and ask for a relaxation blessing. They will either grant it or knock you unconscious for a week, which in itself can be relaxing. I imagine that the sun isn't much of a problem for you since you've adapted to your va your vampire partner's schedule. But if you do happen to leave, leave the house during daylight hours, I recommend applying sunscreen. If you want to keep up a vampire aesthetic, you may choose to carry a parasol or wear a large brimmed hat, preferably black, to block the sun. You could also wear a Halloween face mask or a thin veil. Anything that keeps the sun's rays off of your skin will help. Finally, a step I can really get behind. Try to get at least eight hours of sleep a night or a day, just whenever you sleep. This gives the skin fairies that visit everyone at night enough time to work on your face and replenish the cells. This will be a lot of commitment and will require a lot of effort. I would either recommend continuing to attempt contracting vampirism or embracing your beautifully aging skin for what it is, a symbol of what you have been through and all the years that have made you stronger in who you are. Let's head on over to the motivation station. Choo-choo. <laughs> so this week, I went with my sister and her husband shopping and spent a lot of money. Not on material items like clothes or home goods that I may need, but on food. I have a major problem spending too much money on eating out and it literally throws my budget every month. Like every damn month I go over on, on out to eat food. How do you keep your spending habits on track and resist the urge to impulse buy everything and eat everything? All right, Florence, this is tricky because I like things. So not having things isn't an option for me. Because of this, I have turned to my imagination. I sit on my floor like I am meditating for hours at a time and imagine going shopping. I imagine buying a delicious, juicy burger and imagine eating it. I spend all my time that I'm not at work doing this. I spend so much time imagining that I'm spending money that I don't actually have time to spend any money. I have an entirely imagined other life and I must say, I'm doing very well in it. I prefer it over this one and hope to someday master the spell that allows me to swap places with my imagined self. I wish you the best of luck in that. That's a really tricky one. Thank you. Tricky spell. You need a lot of... A lot of ingredients that are very hard to find. Lots of donkeys watching for some reason. Yeah. An impossible amount of donkeys. <laughs> and you can't get them all to look at the same time. Magic. <laughs> okay. Something that I've been trying is once I hit a certain monetary amount on my credit card statement, I tightly wrap my card in duct tape. This reminds me that I can no longer spend money on anything for the rest of the month and prevents me from using the card because I cannot swipe it or insert it in the chip reader of a credit card machine. Then I also carve passive aggressive notes on the duct tape 
So if I attempt to peel it off in a mad desire to spend money, I am instantly confronted with hundreds of insults that I wrote myself. Most of them are along the lines of, would you rather eat that burger or pay rent this month, you unsavory sea urchin? Well, this hasn't stopped me entirely from spending money, it has helped. That's harsh, but yeah. effective. I'm my own worst enemy. Our challenge for you this week is to find a way to get your budget in check, one way or another. Today, as I was washing dishes, the water coming out of the faucet turned into sand, and I was unable to shut the endless stream of sand off. It just kept pouring into the kitchen until the entire apartment filled with sand and I myself became sand. That's a telltale sign that the episode is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please send us a picture of the last birthday gift you got because I am trying to create my own list. If you're in love with what you heard, whisper your favorite line of the podcast to a local bird and tell it to fly, fly away, and spread the message. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank my ancestors for literally making me who I am. I know my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother would be so proud of me. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. As usual, we are looking to showcase community art in a rotating segment, creatively named Community Art. You can submit short poems or visual art or whatever you want to us through email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Tweet us at Reality Out Loud. And don't forget to share with your friends because we're pretty funny. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. I'm so ready to make dinner. I'm so ready to make dinner. I want to watch more. What's the name of the show? We were whisper, whisper. Copyright issues. It's just a word.